Welcome. You're listening to the Grow Ortho Podcast, presented by HIP. This podcast is dedicated to orthodontists who want to stand strong in their market and be leaders in their community. Now, on to today's show. So I'm very excited to actually present a topic that I think is incredibly important, and I'll do my best to make it as digestible as I can and, and hopefully also impactful. And that topic is attitude. And really, when it comes to attitude, it, it's our mental and emotional disposition towards situations, towards people, and just overall life in general. And it absolutely influences how we perceive things, how we interact, and how we respond to the world around us. So some of the core things that I'm going to be focusing on is attitude in personal life, in relationships, and of course, the workspace. And a lot of this stuff, this is not taught in school. As a matter of fact, you know, it just gets thrown around the word attitude, right? We'll probably hear it from peers. So you, you might remember when you're young, or even now, somebody be like, really, you know, you got to adjust your attitude or check your attitude. And we kind of get it but there's not a lot of depth there, right? So what I would like to do, and my goal is to really make everyone on this call fully aware of the power behind attitude. And we're going to start with a personal life. And I'll probably throw in some personal examples also to really drive the moments home when I'm just talking about specific things. So benefits of a positive attitude. I mean, we all can think of someone right now in our lives that you know, have, have great energy. We like to be around them, right? And it, it's because they have a light about them. They know how to understand you. They have empathy. They are like a magnet. People are drawn to them, right? And they give good advice, positive advice. They're very good at listening and they see the glass half full, right? So I'm sure if you're thinking hard, you're, you're thinking about someone that actually has this type of character to them. And it's mostly because they're driven by a positive attitude. And I'm sure that you also know someone that is the complete opposite of what I just described, right? You know, that person that is a constant complainer, uh, nothing is ever good enough. Nothing they, they goes their way, right? They're full of excuses. They either know it all, or it's just, you know, they have bad luck. And they, they have nothing good to say about anyone else or any situation. And, and they're always seeing the glass half empty, right? So, I mean, by a show of hands, how many people know someone in their life or encounter people like that in their life, right? Right, a lot. And unfortunately, sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's your friends that you grow up with. Sometimes, and you go down different paths and your, your mindsets just change and you love them. And a lot of times it's also family. And even with family, you know, you're going to have to see some of these people on holidays and, and you dread seeing them, right? You got, you got to be mentally prepared. These people in two different categories, there's the battery drainers and the battery chargers, right? And the battery drainers, they just suck the life out of you, right? And then the battery chargers, they just give that energy. They have a positive attitude. And I would like to think within hip culture, a lot of us were hired off of having right really good energy, really positive attitudes. And we could always improve this, right? So being aware of this, and that's really what this topic is, be, being aware of this and really dialing it in and being prepared to deal with negative energy and just overall just improving the attitude. I do feel bad for uh, these people because what it does, it hinders their personal growth and their happiness. And I'm just going to give you a quick example 
probably a few years ago, maybe about two years ago, I was at a family party. And I know this one brother-in-law that is he is very pessimistic. His attitude really needs to be checked. And he got wind that I was looking at real estate in Poconos as an investment. And right away he comes over and, and it was just nothing but negative. Do you know that it snows a lot in the Poconos? Well, yeah, I know that. Uh, do you do you know that it's going to be a two-hour drive or three-hour drive? Right? All these negative things. This is someone who delivers cupcakes for a living and hates it, right? So he has and this is a per and he's never been to the Poconos, but he's sitting there gets wind of something that I'm interested in, right? And it's nothing but negative energy. Now with my attitude, I'm not going to let that break me. Uh, I'm going to still, you know, pursue what I want and my goals. And I'm also, also going to listen to my buddies who have the ideas of investing in the Poconos because they own properties there. They're successful with it. They have a really good outlook and attitude. So it just gives you an example of where their minds are and what their attitude is like. Right. And when you start analyzing people, you're going to start noticing more and more. Well, this person has a pretty good attitude or this person is just someone I don't want to be around. And I definitely recommend if you can not be around the battery drainers, do not be around the battery drainers. But again, to attitude in the workspace, this is just as important as your personal life. And there's a lot of things that are very similar, right? Because you're working around people, you're engaging with people, building strong and healthy relationships within the workspace is very important. And some of the attributes in the workspace that bring, bring out a good attitude is being a team player, right? Not all about you. You're there for other, your other team teammates. You want to help them succeed. You're taking initiative, right? If you're just clocking in each day, doing the same thing over and over, and you have no drive, to take initiative, to think on improving processes and systems or how you could work with other team members, you're going to really just deplete your, your personal happiness and your growth, right? And this all is driven by attitude. If you have a good attitude, people are going to be attracted to you. They're going to want to work with you. And even if you take initiative and just start pushing things forward, you don't, you don't have to know everything. But if you start just implementing something, it's going to give you momentum and the other team players can now jump in and create something that that's worth creating, right? That makes everyone's job better. That builds the culture, that builds the team. Another thing in the workplace is ownership and accountability, right? Owning when you make mistakes, you know, I'm heading SEO. There's going to be, I'm human. I know that if, if things slip through, I'm taking ownership of that. How can I learn from that? How can I make that better and be accountable? How am I holding myself accountable? So accountability is also huge. Uh, one of the most important things I think in the workplace is accepting constructive criticism, learning and becoming better, right? How, I'm always thinking every day, how can I be a better student? What am I going to learn today? I'm going to learn something today, whether I'm learning that from Matt, whether, whether I'm learning that from Carrie, whether I'm learning that from Luke, I'm going to learn something. And I think that built in your attitude of what can I learn today is really going to do wonders in your growth and within your career. Listen, constructive criticism could be a tough pill to swallow. Um, it's not easy, right? When someone's giving you advice, you, that, that attitude and that ego that's there that might want to block that, you kind of have to let that go. And this is just working on that attitude. And when you're able to do that, again, that, that positive attitude is really going to, going to unleash your growth. For example, Luke and I, we just had a call with Dr. Farina and the call actually went really well. Wasn't sure what to expect because it seemed like he might've been a little 
upset maybe about the SEO, but overall the numbers were incredible. So the call went really well. But let's say during that call after it, Luke pulled me to, to the side and said, hey, James, you know, by the way, the call went good, but, you know, I think that you should position this this way and maybe not speak about this. Let's take this out. Let's do this. And now someone's attitude that has, that's a negative attitude might look at that and be like, oh, how dare you, right? Tr tr try to tell me what to do. I've been doing this for this long and, uh, right? But where, what, how is that going to win in the situation? How is that going to win for me, how is that going to win for Luke and the company? And how is that going to win for the partner? It's not. If I see opportunity in that and I go, you know what? Luke probably has some experience and wisdom here. I'm going to take his advice. I'm going to try implementing this, right? I'm going to make things better. That's an attitude that is ready for growth, especially in, in, within the workspace. And a lot of us are also partner facing. And I understand that, right? Attitude during a partner's conversation is huge. It drives everything. If you're really thinking about this, preparing yourself when you're going to get on a call, when you know a partner might be uh, frustrating, they're going to challenge you, right? And they could they could say things that you really don't want to hear, right? Hey, James, you don't know what you're doing. We're not ranking for this. I don't think you know what you're doing. How are you going to handle that, right? And a poor attitude will not handle that that well, and it's just not going to go anywhere good. But a positive attitude is going to show empathy. You're going to show that you understand, and on some points you agree, and you're going to be able to really lead with being genuine and honest, you're going to be able to lead that conversation by making them feel better, but also at the same time, showing them and pulling the positives. If they're not, let's say, and I'm using SEO ranking for specific things, but maybe you're pulling some positive data there and you're, you're understanding, you're agreeing with them, but Hey, let me really show you what we're accomplishing here. Let me really, you know, pull back the curtain and show you what's involved here and what the team is doing and convincing and conveying them that, on the other side of what's going on, we're doing everything we can for you. And leaving that phone call, letting them know, I understand we're going to be better and I'm going to do everything in my power to make everything better or whatever they're pointing out, right? So it's, it's incredible to have an attitude when you're partner facing that's going to create something that keeps the relationship intact. And I think that's something to definitely be in, on top of mind. And I have here too, an incredible attitude will beat talent, skill, and ability any day of the week. And it's so true because there's someone out there that knows just as much SEO as I do. There's someone that knows web design, someone that knows development, someone knows partner communications and sales, right? That's the skill, but it's very hard to instill attitude into people. And I don't care how talented you are in your arena. If you have a very poor attitude, it's going to be very short-lived in a good culture because no one's going to want to deal with you. No one's going to want to be around that person, right? So it doesn't matter what you're bringing to the table with your skill. It's really having that attitude and that energy that attracts people. They want to be around you. Partners want to talk to you. And the skill set, of course, you're always improving that. Again, everyone, every it's hard to instill attitude. It's easier to improve a skill. I'll leave it at that. Next thing we're going to run into is the relationship side of things. So again, relationships, you have relationships in the workspace, relationships at home, uh, building a strong and healthy relationship in both your personal life and work life is going to be incredible for yourself. And again, what you're doing at home, you're going to start bringing because of just habits and habitual behavior, you're going to bring that into the workspace. So you want to practice this stuff overall within your life, communication, empathy, listening, right? Listening is a big one too. Let's say my wife 
wants to go to the gym in the morning. She started doing Orange Theory. So she would come to me, hey, I'm going to go at 6 a.m. to Orange Theory. Can you watch the little guy for us? Now, if my attitude was like, hey, no, babe, I'm busy. I'm, I can't do that. Like, that's not my job. I'm not doing that. What, what do you think is going to happen in our relationship? Right. After a while, our relationship is just going to deplete. It's not going to be good. I could tell you that. But instead, if I'm right there by her side saying, yeah, babe, definitely, you're going to feel better. You're going to be full of energy. You're going to look better. Now, think about what I'm doing to our relationship. I am, I'm building that relationship with positivity. She's going to love me more. I'm supporting her right? I'm giving her motivation. And it just overall, it makes us stronger. So that type of attitude needs to be checked, especially in personal relationships. And it goes, whether the relationship is with a partner, whether the relationship is with your parents, having that type of relationship and communication and listening and having empathy is big. A negative attitude is so destructive. It will put strain on the relationship. And like I said, it's only going to last so long when you put that much strain on a relationship. Next slide we're going to go into is attitude and emotional intelligence. And this is kind of the fun stuff here. So your attitude drives a lot of specific things within your life. And the way to really start checking your attitude is really being fully self-aware. And it's not just being self-aware of your own emotions. It's also being able to self-regulate is what I call it. You control your emotions. So you identify, okay, in this situation, I might not feel that great, right? You identify that. And at the same time, as you're identifying that, you want to control how you might react and what you might say, right? And this becomes almost like building a mental muscle over time. And when you're working on this, you're going to start building skill sets. I call them like mental skill sets of empathy and understanding, not only understanding your own emotions, but starting to understand other people's emotions. You'll start to understand how you can actually speak to people a specific way, how you can get through to them because you're, you're going to have a higher EQ, right? Your, your, your emotional intelligence is going to go up and it plays a huge factor in having a great attitude and having that attitude work towards positive things in your life. When you have good empathy and you're understanding, believe me, people want to speak with you. And you'll also want to speak with other people, and you're also going to attract the right type of people in your life and in your workspace, at home, in your everything you're trying to do in your life, right? If there's goals, having the right attitude, that's the type of people that want to be around you to help you achieve those goals. Next thing is attitude and resilience. And this is a really good one because again, goes hand in hand. We have emotional intelligence that plays a huge part of attitude and then also being resilient. So coping with adversity and uh, an example I could think of is losing a job, right? This can really devastate someone if they, whether a company went under and they lost their job, whether there was a cut, they lost their job or just plain fired, this will send an emotional wave of dark emotions for some people. And depending on really how you look at this, you can look at this as sending you down a dark path, or you can look at this as, you know what? Success comes with a lot of challenges. And I see this as an opportunity. I see this as an opportunity to go do something bigger and better. And it's going to create actions that you do that will create something that's bigger and better. Instead of just going home, and living in misery and worry, this will create something that actually puts you in place to start networking, start calling people, telling them that you're available, 
right? You could take the same situation and just really make it a positive thing by looking at it in a different light and seeing opportunity. And that's just a positive attitude. Next thing we're going to talk about is attitude adjustment and building and nurturing a positive attitude. So this is where all the work comes in. And I have here, gratitude improves attitude. And what I mean by that, being grateful for specific things every single day, like we're all here, you got to be grateful for that, right? There, there's Sometimes you take it for granted. Uh, a perfect example is I just recently bought a new home before, and I had my wife on this hunt uh, looking for, for a house. And she found this house probably maybe six months ago that she fell in love with. And we put an offer in. And at the now, as we're doing this and we put an offer in, at the same time, my wife was also going back and forth from the doctors because they found a mass in her chest that they were very concerned about. So obviously, there is some stress and worry there. So she finds this home, put an offer in, and for some reason on us and on our real estate agent, we didn't do specific things right. And someone slid in and, and they actually won the house from us. So you could imagine my wife was very frustrated. Now, what I do is just look at the view of, hey, you know what? We can always get another house. We're going to find another house, right? How we're viewing this is I'd rather make sure that you're healthy and safe over a house, right? And I think everyone would agree, like health is so important. So uh, and everything did go well. Everything came back negative with our tests. And that's what really just put a smile on our face, like looking at it in that light, like, hey, you could take the house. And now we're in a beautiful home that she likes this one actually better than that one. But at the time, I could tell there were some emotions there, right? Where it's like, hey, we got to step back and be grateful. Be grateful that you're healthy. We'll find another house, right? And that's an example of just having a positive attitude, coming together with positive attitudes and leading people to just do things that are, that are better and just have a better energy. Again, emotional intelligence. I know that I hit on this. Emotional intelligence plays a huge part. Workplace initiatives really taking action, action, thinking forward. How can we improve on systems? Just not staying stagnant, staying stagnant. You're not going to have any growth. So communicating with each other, thinking on, on how to make things better. Um, just earlier, I was on the web huddle with Matt and uh, Matt's always thinking of improving our system. So, hey, I'm going to add these docs into this position so that they're easy accessible. Oh, I want to start making sure location pages are rolled out. Well, how can we do that? You start getting your mind. Oh, let's let's put this into the all web view, right? You start thinking of things and pushing things forward that help us all out. And goal setting and desire. If you're not setting goals, I mean, I, I don't know what you're doing. You have to have a goal. And that can be, it doesn't have to be a financial goal. I mean, that could also be a part of that. But where do you want to go? And what that's going to help you do is develop an attitude every single day that you're putting in work that you know helps pull levers that push you towards that goal. You have to set up a goal and the desire, right? Really having that fire in you, like, I want to get here. I want these things in my life. I'm going to change my attitude to attract those things in my life and also attract the people that I need in my life to help me get to there. And I have this little diagram here. And I like to use, I love visuals. So if you're looking at this diagram right now, this is your brain. That big circle is your mind. All right. I'll put it this way. That's your mind. And at the top side of that is your conscious mind. So your conscious mind is really where you're aware of specific things. You're fully aware of your thoughts and what you're thinking in that part of your mind. Underneath that is your subconscious mind, and you're not aware of your subconscious mind. This really is ran off of habits and habitual behavior. 
how many of you maybe drove somewhere once and then when you get to your destination you're thinking like i don't even remember driving here how many of you've been through that before and, and that's that's your, your subconscious mind pretty much taking over it's just it's habit right and then underneath your subconscious mind is your body. And we send tons of vibrations from our conscious mind into our subconscious mind, into our body, and we create action out of that. And I'm going to use as an example here, let's say I had a chat with Matt this morning and Matt was like, hey, James, you know, I don't know what's going on with you. You, you don't have the same energy. Uh, you seem a little out of shape. Have you been working out? Like, I think you got to really get your uh, stuff together. Now I can take that right? That's going to come into my conscious mind. I'm going to be fully aware of that. And I can take that and start creating thoughts and ideas and turn that into negative feelings into my subconscious mind. And what that's going to do is create negative actions. That's, that could either make me more depressed, make me mad at Matt, make me not want to talk to Matt. I go home. Uh, I, I can make a million excuses up. Well, yeah, Matt, well, I'm, I'm so busy working. I don't have time to work out. Uh, my wife, it's my wife, you know, she just recently had a kid. I, I read in the magazine that, you know, dads could also get baby fat too from just being around their wife, right? A million excuses, a million excuses that you'll make up. And that's all going to create vibrations into your body. That's going to create actions that are completely negative. Or I can look at that as a positive. When Matt tells me that I could be like, you know what, Matt, thanks for telling me that. You know what? I really got to go look in the mirror at myself. I got to get my stuff together. I really got to get my stuff together here. And what you end up doing is asking for advice. Hey, Matt, what have you been doing? Oh, well, I've been taking this supplement. I feel great. I'm taking these vitamins. I do three, three workouts a week. And then you start going, okay, well, you know what? I, I'm going to even start small and I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to do a 30-day cleanse and workout. I'm going to make sure my wife knows to only buy these groceries. I'm going to eat this for 30 days. And I'm going to do a 20-minute workout three times a week. And Matt, you know what? Thanks for telling, telling me this, but also... Can you hold me accountable? Can you check in with me every seven days? Say, how, how are you doing? How's this going? And by doing that, I just turned something that could have totally made me paralyzed into something that makes me better. And I hope that makes sense. And I know that it kind of gets kind of saturated as you're looking at diagrams. And I know this, I pull this stuff, Bob Proctor, I listen to him a lot. He's great. A lot of this stuff came from Earl Nightingale. Uh, with the thoughts, feelings, and action. That's probably the simplest way to just look at this is thoughts come in. How are you going to feel about them and what actions are going to come, come into them? And it's up to us to turn these into positives or negatives, right? You could have the same thought come in. Someone could tell you the same thing and it's really up to you. Are you going to turn that into a positive or are you going to turn that into a negative? And a lot of us are programmed. When I gave you that example of, you drove somewhere before and you don't even realize how you got to that destination. We're doing things like that in our life all the time. It's habitual behavior. Yeah. So our subconscious mind is doing things all the time that we're not even catching. The, re the reason why you're going to catch it sometimes when you drive somewhere, you're like, because it's so significant. You just got a vehicle to a destination. You don't remember how you got there, but we're doing this all the time in our professional life, in our personal life. So it's, it's being aware of this stuff. That's, the, the first thing is I, I want everyone to be aware that this is going on. This is real. And starting to look at this 
and going, how can I catch this stuff? How can I improve this? How can I identify negative attitudes? Identifying negative attitudes, and that could be like the example I gave you earlier, where you know someone that's going to be in your life that has a negative attitude going to be around. How are you going to be resilient against that? How are you actually maybe going to help them out or try to help them out, right? That's ultimately up to them if they really want help, but try to position and give that opportunity there. How are you going to be built for that? And at the end of the day, everything that comes into our minds, whether that's someone who has a negative attitude or someone that's even trying to help us, right, with, construct with constructive criticism, how are we taking that? If, if you have adversity, how are you taking that? Are you, are you going to start focusing on being grateful, looking at the opportunity? That's up to us to make that choice, no matter what is put into, into our minds. We ultimately have the choice, no matter what it is. If you really think about it, it comes down to us making that choice. And I'll, I'll just do a quick recap here on the last slide. And we covered you know, the importance of attitude. And I, I hope I, I hit some of these things home for everyone. Uh, and then also developing and maintaining a positive attitude. I really think looking at that diagram and starting to understand, we can take anything that comes in. And as long as we're self-aware and we have high emotional intelligence, we can make the decision on how we're going to use that. Are we going to use that to paralyze us or are we going to use that to fuel us and create things that are great? And this is an ongoing journey, right? It's, this is not, it's just like working out. It's not, hey, tomorrow I'm going to you know, kind of look after my attitude tomorrow and then just let it go. No, this is something that you have to be fully aware of. And I think that as you're interacting with people, the more that you think about this, the more that you kind of study their behavior and look at their attitude. And the more you try to focus on being grateful, being more aware and empathetic of other people's, what they're going through, right? You never know what someone's going through. You never know what someone at work that you're interacting with, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know their morning. You don't know when they drove to work, if their parents called them and gave them some news that they didn't want to hear. So when you're interacting with people, having a positive attitude and understanding being very self-aware of not only your own emotions, but other people's emotions is really uh, the first step. And then working on just, hey, how am I going to take this information that people are giving me? Am I going to look at look for opportunity here? And I'll, I'll leave off on that, but I, I hope that I hit some things home. It's tough to master this stuff, right? Just your own self, your own mind. Um, you brought up Earl Nightingale. How many of you guys have heard of Napoleon Hill? Think and Grow Rich? Justin bought something the other day in ClickFunnels that Russell Brunson put out. And there's this book, Secrets of Master Salesmanship. We're all in sales, right? That's what Harrison says. Like when I join a call with James and, and Farina, James is selling it. Like I could get on a call with somebody who just says the information, but it's not, it's not selling it, right? And so I think that's important. In this book, um, he says the first requirement of a master salesman is the necessary discipline to enable control of his own mental attitude and keep it positive at all times. So I think that's just huge. You know, when we get on calls with partners, like really checking ourselves first, our attitude, um, whether it's a prospect or partner, or whatever we're doing, um, even a team member, right? Because they can feel that. And so attitude is just really everything. So I wanted to add that in there. But yeah, James, awesome job. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about HIP, 
or any of the topics in this episode, send an email to hello at hipcreativeinc.com. That's hello at hipcreativeinc.com. Or jump over to our website at hip.agency.